Today's devotion comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 44 to 56. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who though a member of the council had not agreed to their plan and action, he came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Even in the face of death, the righteous trust in the faithfulness of God. Let me restate that thematic phrase here. Even in the face of death, the righteous trust in the faithfulness of God. No one who's been a part of this lead up to the cross has been righteous. Not a one. And let me say, no one is righteous here except for Jesus. Jesus, as he hangs from the cross, is the only one who remains trusting of God's faithfulness. As the crucifixion unfolds, darkness prevails even at high noon. The light dissipates and goes away, and the temple curtain is torn in two, indicating now that all believers have access to God because of Jesus, because of his crucifixion. Jesus' final words are, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. With that said, he dies. He expires, literally. The breath, the spirit, leaves him. At the cross, the Roman soldier, a centurion, praises God and says, certainly this man was innocent. I think a better translation for this is, certainly this man is righteous. Jesus is the one who conforms to the character and will of God, and this is the literal meaning of that word. Righteous. The crowds who gathered to watch in verse 35, we are reminded how they 
have come to watch, have now observed Jesus' death. They've had the opportunity to reflect on all that has happened. And as they return, it doesn't say they return home. Our translation adds the home to the translation. It just says, as they returned. Perhaps for some, this was the beginning of their turning around, their metanoia, their repentance. Jesus' acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. They are watching and they are observing. But what do they see? Do they see anything yet? Joseph of Arimathea, a member of the council of the Sanhedrin, who did not go along with their plans and their actions of condemnation. Joseph asked Pilate for Jesus' body. He takes it down from the cross, wraps it in a linen cloth, and lays it in a tomb where no one has ever been laid. The women from Galilee, who had come with him, with Jesus, saw the tomb and how they laid his body in it. They returned. Again, it doesn't say where they returned to. Didn't, didn't say they returned home. They returned and prepared spices and ointments for burial. The note that I would like to to address today is that the crowds return and the women return. The women from Galilee returned. But Luke never tells us to where they returned. After such a death, perhaps there is no longer a place called home. Where do you return when there is no place to call home? I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.